Hi, this is Eddie Deason. You're listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall. I was Mandark in Dexter's Laboratory. Ha 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 ha. You are listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall on Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I am joined by a very prestigious guest, a guy who's been around. He's done some good stuff. Producer, actor, writer, editor, bodyguard, you name it. He's probably done it. I've got Carmine Caradona. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. How's everybody out there? I hope they're doing fine on this uh, day. And hi, hi, hi Ray. Hello there. I hope that they are doing, our listeners are doing very well themselves. Um, so, you know, without, you know, procrastinating or taking too long, we'll jump right on into this interview if you're good with that. Okay, just uh, go ahead. Shoot right ahead. All right. So here we go. Um, I guess the first thing that I'd like to kind of cover is um, what kind of uh, things you've done I mean, I could go through and list them off, but I find it's almost a little bit better if the guest kind of tells the listeners what things they've done and what you feel is your kind of the, the jewel in your crown, if you will. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I've done, I've done a lot of things. Uh, you know, as you grow up, you uh, go into different benches. I think uh, the best thing I've ever done and the longest I've ever done was my martial arts. I mean, I've always wanted to do that. And uh, I achieved uh, uh, levels that, you know, a lot of people uh, of today, not that they wish to, I know people have, uh, but in my case, I have uh, reached some levels that uh, a lot of people, you know, my age, uh, you know, would you know would appreciate you know to keep at that level okay you know, uh yeah uh if you stay in shape and you try and keep in shape uh the older you get i i feel the better you get rather than uh just keep on you know keeping on as i always say <laughs> right so right. you did you did martial arts for a, a long time and you're still doing it right is that what i'm getting from this Right. Well, you're always going to work out. In fact, after this interview, I'm going to be heading to the gym oh, there to go, you go work out. Yeah. Uh, and then I have uh, what they call in Chinese the mukjong, which is the wooden dumb. And I have that I built in my shed. I built like a stand. And I go and work on that also, which is an alternative in a Wing Chun system. I was going to, to ask spa- about that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, to spawn with a person. And Wing Chun is, um, that's where Bruce Lee started, right? Yes, he started in uh, Wing Chun. Uh, but before that, with his father, he'd done a few other, you know, Chinese martial arts in the Wushu thing. He did that. But mm-hmm. his main instructor was Yip Man. But Bruce Lee went to, uh, I think he went to the second form and didn't do much on the Mook Chun, which is the one in Dummy. Didn't right. do much. And then he hooked up with Daniel Santos, which was from the Escrima uh, thing, Philippine Arts. 
And I think a lot of that influenced him because it's very similar to Wing Chun. And when he uses the dummy, the Wing Chun dummy, as they call it, he more or less freestyled on it. Right. Rather than they go through the forms. I learned the forms two different ways. See, now in two different ways, I learned the complete forms. Uh, I do freestyle because if I could just go through the form, it gets uh, boring. <laughs> it gets boring <laughs> to me. So I switch it around and I use it like I'm actually fighting somebody using all the movements. Oh, okay. That's awesome. That's great. And the so do you have a preferred martial art that you do, or is this kind of like um, the the form of Carmine or, you know? Well, I started in Taekwondo uh, back in 1970, and I received a third-degree black belt in Taekwondo. But while I was doing Taekwondo about 1979, I started with the Wing Chun. Uh, uh, Wing Chun right now is my primary because as the older you get, you can't do certain things. I mean, in Taekwondo, they have the kicks. Well, you know, my age, you're not going to be kicking that fast or that high. So, <laughs> okay, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, yeah. so uh, you resort to what is useful at that time. You know, plus I took a few uh, wushu styles. I took, uh, I did do the Philippine arts. I did that also. I did do... Uh, uh, Chinese Hawaiian Kempo is with the older art that Ed, Ed Parker brought to the United States. It was the first one before when he went, came to the United States, he more or less uh, Americanized uh, Kempo. Oh, but, okay. But Chinese Hawaiian Kempo is when he was on the islands when he was growing up, he was doing more of the Hawaiian Kempo, which is a more... Uh, basically destructive and tearing apart type of tempo. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. So, you know, we've been talking a lot about the martial art thing, and I kind of want to use that as a uh, segue into the next part, which, you know, a lot of people probably haven't thought of. And anybody who's anybody has heard the uh, list of Chuck Norris jokes that go around, you know, like uh, Chuck Norris doesn't pay his taxes. He just sends them a, a picture <laughs> in a text. But what people don't know is that that, that was not 100% always accurate. Sometimes even the great Chuck Norris needed somebody to watch his back. And that's where you came in, wasn't it, Carmine? Well, I did that. Uh, I played. Basically, everybody has broadened that, but I did that basically once, and that was when he came into Miami, into the Omni. Uh, yeah, well, when you get to that status and you're doing movies, any movie star, uh, they can't take a punch or swing at anybody. They can't do any of that because you could get sued, you'd be in the news and everything else. Right. So what happened was I was very good friends with the person that was putting on the big show in a big tournament and everything and this is right after chuck norris did the the movie uh mission in action mission oh in okay action. yeah 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 he did that movie and uh nobody realized how famous he got because of that movie so when the lights came up he was being mobbed so uh i was like one of the vips at the tournament i judged all fights and everything during the day so at night they had this big extravaganza. So uh, the owner of uh, 
of the tournament says, Carmine, could you stand, you know, stay, take care of Chuck Norris and everything. The perimeter outside, because you always have a perimeter, was all the big guys from, you know, real intimidating guys. I was kind of like the cooler guy. You know, <laughs> okay. It, yeah, the guy next to him that really didn't look like he could do anything. But, you know, in fact, when the newspapers came out, I was the unknown person, you know, with him. As they put oh. it out. So that whole night I got to spend, you know, and make sure nobody, we almost had somebody come, but the guy was just looking for an autograph and I just had to bring him off. You know, he was being, Chuck Norris was being interviewed by Tony Segretta, who was the uh, uh, announcer in Florida. He was a sportscaster in Florida at that time. Oh, and okay. he was interviewing him. And also at the table, you had Bill Superfoot Wallace, who had Ed Parker was at the table. So I was there uh, that day to, uh, you know, to make sure that Chuck Norris was fine and nothing was going. Of course, nothing happened, which led in the future with me being asked to come back. You know, every year there was every year there was a few guests. One time there was Ban Su Hong also from uh, the Billy Jack movies and also Kentucky Fried movie. He was Master Han. Mm -hmm. you know? Right. So he came in and I did it for him and I did it for Bill Wallace and I did it for Ed Parker, you know, as they came in, you know, as the following years. But the biggest uh, contribution was the one with Chuck Norris. He couldn't make it. I was supposed to pick him up the following year at the airport and bring him to his hotel room and say when everything, but he was doing missing action too. And he was in Thailand at that time. So, uh, he couldn't make it. I see. Okay. So that was the whole story on, uh, on the Chuck Norris, but you know, I saw it. <laughs> his regular bodyguard though is Howard Jackson. And uh -huh. I don't know. I think they all retired because, uh, Chuck Norris right now is basically in retirement. He had a whole hip, uh, replacement. So, wow. uh, yeah, yes. he's doing fine and everything. He's doing great. Uh, but you know, he doesn't really do much anymore. Kind of like in retirement. I heard that they're, they're, they're looking to reboot, uh, Walker, that middle series Walker. Yeah. Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah. They're to reboot it. But, uh, Chuck Norris isn't involved in it. I don't know how they're going to do that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll be a stretch. <laughs> I know. Uh, I don't know how that one's gonna do unless they're gonna say like it's his son coming up or something. I don't know. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, little so uh, little kung fu. The legend continues going on there. Yeah, yeah. One of those things. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you could reboot things. They just don't work out. Right. So going from martial arts to the movie industry, the quote unquote the industry. What kind of what kind of transition did you make there? How did that all work out? Well, the, uh, the booby business, I guess, has been in my blood all my life. Uh, my father was a uh, was a, a radio and uh, the service in the navy on a ship. He was a broadcaster on a ship, and you know he did other things on a ship. Uh, later on, uh, we did. Uh, he would do Emma Kelly, and uh, that was the clown, Emma Kelly the clown. He was mm -hmm. famous for doing, you know, something like that. And he would take me along as a little hobo. So we would do shows <laughs> for uh, the Boy Scouts and the Cub Scouts, you know. Yeah. And 
and that was fun to do. And this was when I was like eight years old, you know, seven, eight years old. And then as I got older, you know, uh, you, you're always amazed in the, the movie making business. Uh, when I was uh, in junior in high school, a junior and a senior, they had theater arts, uh, which I don't even think they have that in school anymore. They should bring back stuff like that. So I took theater arts and they had, uh, we would have people come in. There was a member, uh, the guy who played uh, Barnabas on Dark Shadows, he came in and he did like told the background. So everything intrigued me uh, in that. When I graduated from uh, from uh, high school, there was, uh, I wanted to do, because of the Bruce Lee movies, you know, everybody gets into that. I knew I had the karate because I started the karate at, at 1970 and I had that background so I said oh let's do a movie so uh, the kids from the schools and everything that was into photography and filmmaking and everything showed me and this is the old thing where you take like a regular 8 camera and a super 8 camera mm-hmm. and you do film and you send the film out and then when it comes back they showed me how to uh, you know you run it on reel to reel and you have to splice film and Edit, that's how you edit it that time you splice you cut the film and then you you know you tape it together and that's how you know you do everything at that time so right. I learned it the old school way how to do that and I came out uh, with my first film which was uh face the wind which is on YouTube on my channel and then I did a second movie which was uh later on uh 19, about 78, 79, it ran to about 1980. It was like three years in the making, which was Five Into Hell, which is, again, on my YouTube channel. Those are movies that I made early, oh, okay. you know, early time yeah. using uh, film, using film. But then when I moved to Florida, this, I was living up here in Long Island at that time. When I moved to Florida, uh, things became different. The movie industry was just coming down to Florida. So uh, that was a time where I could get my name in to do extra work. And I started doing extra work behind the scenes. You know, there was stuff I uh, did uh, uh, with Miami Vice. Uh, there was a couple of, there was a movie uh, that was called, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Making Mr. Right, I did. There was a baseball movie that I did that was a background you know, so it was a few things I was learning the behind the scenes of the movie industry. Nice. At that time, meeting a lot of different people, you know, so, uh, you know, that gave a, more of a background over there. When I, that was all going on at that time. Uh, but my main thing that I did uh, to get, you know, through to pay the bills and everything was I was a DJ. Oh, in clubs. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was doing. I was DJing in clubs since about 1975. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I was doing that, and that was my main source of income as I was doing everything else. Because, as everybody knows, as you are doing the acting, well, uh, you're always a broke actors, <laughs> <laughs> right? That's how it is. So they always do something. A lot of people they do waiters and all that. I was a DJ hey that's awesome that's really cool that's very rare that i hear somebody say they were an old school dj like that so that's that's amazing i i went from mixing uh vinyl to uh doing cds 
I didn't get to the flash drives though. No, I retired, <laughs> I, I, I retired from DJing in 2004. Wow. Okay. So, so not too so long ago. Long, yeah. So from 1975 to 2004 is my, was my DJ career. Ooh. And were you just DJ Carmine? Yeah, just no fancy name, just DJ Conlon. There you go. I didn't have any of those fancy names. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's really yeah, cool. Now I, know they, now I know they have all those fancy names. You're right. <laughs> so I kind of want to go into some of the projects that uh, you've been work well, you worked on, and then you've got one that you're you're working on presently. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit and, and spread the word on it. Maybe we can get some attention drawn to it. Is, is that the one? Uh, yeah, because I was working. I just finished a couple of projects. One of the projects that I finished that wasn't mine, I just acted in, uh, is called The Streets. Mm-hmm. And that's on. it's on Amazon Prime, that one. Okay, that, that's cool. Yeah, that was a, that was a film by Eddie uh, Rocky Rivera did that film, and... If anybody wants to look for it on Amazon Prime, it's spelled kind of funny. They spelt it like, you know, the regular the, but then the streets is spelt with a dollar sign, a T E E T and Z at the end. And okay. that's how you're going to find it. And uh, yeah, so I, my character in that movie appears towards the end, which is Sal, which is uh, one of the crime bosses from Jersey. And then I completed, they did a second one. The Streets 2 is where my character continues. I do a few segments in that one when they were developing the character a little bit more. I did a scene with uh, Katrina Michio, who was in uh, The Sopranos. Oh, that's so, really yeah. wild. Yeah, and uh, one of the main stars in the first movie, and he appeared in the thing, is Angel Salazar, uh, which is, uh, he was from the movie Scarface. Right, right. Which was, which, which was really uh, ironic because uh, when I lived in Florida, when the movie Scarface uh, was being made, I was called to be uh, one of the guys. And remember when they attacked the house at the end? They all attacked the house. I was supposed to be one of those guys. Oh, but wow. They moved that, yeah, they moved that scene, I believe, to L.A. because they went back to L.A. to finish. They had problems in Miami. Uh, oh. So I couldn't go, so I couldn't go in that scene. And, you know, of course, Angel Salazar was in that movie. And, of course, he hung around a lot in Florida. In, yeah, fact, right. in, fact, in, one of the, in fact, in one of the clubs that I worked in in Florida, he used to come in that club all the time. I never met him in the club because I was always up in the DJ booth and he was down below. Right, But yeah. uh, it was funny. I, I met him recently because uh, the movie, The Streets 2, uh, won an award in the Corona Queens uh, Film Festival run by Sal uh, Ranella. And uh, and he was there, and I met him, and I go, I go, Angel, I says, you know, we go back a while. He goes, wow, really? And I go, yeah. And I say, he goes, oh, my God. He, you know, that you know, was like old friends as we were talking. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah. Those are great connections it, to have. Yeah, in fact, uh, that, in that, Film Festival, my film, it's Java Time, uh, won an award uh, for uh, won an award for uh, uh, Best Experimental Short. It was kind of wild, that film. Yeah. Because it, 
Yeah, I put it together. It's kind of, in fact, a lot of the filmmakers were saying, how'd you do this? Because what I did was I took uh, each act that was in the film was from a different part. It wasn't from, I didn't film everything in one segment. My segment, of course, was here where I live. Uh, the other segments, there were two segments in Florida that was filmed in Florida and sent to me. And one segment was from India. Oh, wow. And the, act, and the actor from India sent me the segment. And what I did was I edited all the segments together and made it complete like it was one short film. It only ran about 16, 17 minutes. And it looked like everybody was there the way I did it. I had to colorize it and everything because you have to make everything look the same. Right, you know, yeah. Like oh, yeah, and then one of the actors was from... Uh, from in Manhattan, New York, he filmed it there, and everybody sent me their segment, so they all had their opportunity to direct and do their own segment, and then they said it to me, and I did the editing and put it all together and made it one film, and it won Best Experiment Film, I guess because of the experiment, because it was done like that. Well, congratulations, and, that's awesome. That's yeah, a really, really cool concept. Yeah, and I did a couple of other segments. Uh, another uh, a film that I did that won a big award, and won, in fact, it won multiple awards, and that was called uh, Why Live? And that film that I did was, I'm not in the film, but I did the whole film. Basically, the whole film is done with a lot of uh, uh, footage that was, uh, taken from other things. It's all footage that, that you can find on the thing. I put it together and I kind of made it like a, a film about uh, global warming. But oh. then when I stuck it, what I stuck in it was uh, almost like an opposite, you know, uh, a zombie type thing. Mm -hmm. I took a guy, a guy used to uh, do uh, every Halloween, do his whole yard up with uh, with all kinds of uh, zombie and creatures and everything. So I went in there and I filmed everything. And when, the way that I uh, put it on the film was I made it come alive with camera angles and in and out effects. So these, pe these zombies that he just put in his thing, I made it almost come alive. And I added that in the film, which would happen uh, if everything went crazy, you know, in the world and, uh, uh, you had, uh, tsunamis and you had earthquakes and everything and the world would be coming to the end, this would be taken over. And then the last thing was an atomic bomb blowing up the whole earth. Jeez. <laughs> it, it was kind of weird the way it was put together because it was put together with stock footage. Basically. I see. I see. That's cool. And one like, it won multiple awards too for it, and then coming to the one that uh, that you were asking about, it's called the left-handed secret agent. Is that the one you were referring yeah. to? Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, it was a trailer. I made a trailer on it. And that was like one of the first things I did, and one of the first awards I made won was the left-handed secret agent. It's about uh, an over-the-hill agent that is retired. 
and something happens. I don't want to give away a lot of the plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We something don't want to do that. Yeah. Something happens that the agents in the field can't perform the job entitled. So they call back this old school secret agent that has a lot of knowledge, which I'm going to be playing the part. And, of course, he's going to have do the martial arts. He's going to be involved in it. Of everything that I've learned in the past, you're going to be seeing some uh, strange stuff that a lot of people, you know, haven't seen from an American. You've seen Chinese and Chinese movies doing it. The closest that you've seen is that Robert Downey Jr. used it in the Sherlock Holmes uh, movies. Oh, okay. Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. If you see the first Sherlock Holmes movie, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. happens to be uh, a kind of an expert in Wing Chun also. Oh, well, if I bet a lot of people really don't know, know that. that. Yeah. No. He's kind of an expert in Wing Chun. In fact, if you see uh, the, the Sherlock Holmes movie, the first one, you're going to see him using Wing Chun, even in the second one that he did. He uses Wing Chun. And he did it uh, by William Chung. I learned it through William Chung, and I learned it through the Ip Man style. I learned there was two different ways to do it. I learned both ways. He's learning the William Chung way that he did. Okay. So uh, so you're going to see that. You're going to see uh, the Philippines, some of the Philippine arts. You're going to see uh, some weapons being used in the movie. And this guy comes back. And he kind of like a womanizer, you know, kind of like the old school Matt Helm type in like flip guys. That's the way he is. So it's going to be a little offbeat and everything. And that's the one. Uh, the script is finished. The screenplay is finished. Uh, I'm working on the storyboard. Uh, I have a few of the people that I'm involved with that I'm going to be doing it with. Uh, I'm going to have a meeting with them and uh, we're going to straighten out. Uh, scouting out some locations. I have some things in mind that will be working. I have the actors in my mind that I want to use. I haven't divulged anything because until I have a definite on everything, once you have a definite, then you can approach people because then you know where you're going with it. Right. Uh, According to, I was looking for people that's going to do the production of camera, but I have all the cameras, so I might do my own production on it. Oh, well, that'd be cool. Yeah, because I have uh, two cameras. The thing I learned, uh, what a lot of people don't realize, you know, everybody wants this big camera. You know, they go, oh, uh, I have a 4K, I have a red light camera, which is all great, but a lot of people can't afford that. So if you get yourself a good uh, digital camera, what I have learned is it's the lens that you use is what's going to make the movie rather than... Rather than the camera itself, uh, the cameras I have are very good in the low light. So I can film inside and get very good, you know, look. So that's what everybody looks for. Oh, I need a good low light camera. Well, just get yourself a good camera. You don't have to get this uh, $10,000 camera. I mean, that was used in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, they still use it in Hollywood and everything. But as far as now, a lot of people have gone to digital. And they have because a lot of movies have gone on to Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, yeah, and yeah. You know, all those other things. And they're using the regular cameras. They're not using these big 10,000 cameras unless you come from a big Hollywood studio. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that so, makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, so the lenses that you use, in fact, uh, one of the movies I help produce is called Expect Delays, which is another thing that's on my YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, Expect Delays was filmed with a, a lens called the anamorphic, anamorphic lens. The whole film, it was like a, it's probably a, a seven-minute a short film, and it was filmed with, in anamorphic with the lens. And that was the lenses they used in the past. You remember when they made the Ten Commandments yeah. movie? Well, they used anamorphic lenses at that time. And you could see things kind of look kind of weird when you watch the movie, elongated and stuff. Right. <clears throat> yeah, if you look at it, that's an anamorphic lens. I mean, that's one lens. I have, I'm not going to use it in my film because it won't require that. But they come in Panasonic and... Uh, 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 and Cinemascope, those of you have the Cinemascope, and you have uh, the Pan whatever, uh, Panasonic Scope, whatever it is they have. And I have two lenses like that. I've experimented with it. I might do a short film just to see how it's going to look coming <laughs> off my camera, because then you have to you have to do a whole bunch of fittings, different fittings on your camera to adjust, because those are like the gigantic cameras. But cameras of today, you can if you get the right fitting, you can use those type type of lenses. Yeah. Wow. But I'm going to use in my film. I'm just going to use the regular lens that I have. You know, I have wide wide lens. I have uh, uh, the optical lens. They have different types of lenses that I'm going to use in my film. So uh, yeah. Cool. So remember out there, people remember it's the lens you use. It's not so much as the camera. So don't go bulking high. I need, in order to do the film, I need this $10,000 camera. I need this $2,000 camera. You can get yourself a good uh, Canon camera uh, for about $300, $400. There you go. And, yeah, and that, that could do a very good job. In fact, like I said, my <clears throat> a lot of my early stuff that I did was on they don't even make them anymore. It was regular eight and super eight film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I and then I, then I did a few of my, I did a, a few that you, you might see on my YouTube lens. Uh, 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 the, what do you call martial art training films? I did do. Oh, on the Wing Chun. Yeah. Wing Chun and Taekwondo. I did a, a training film on Taekwondo up to the, the green belt. Nice. And then I did uh, Wing Chun. I did Wing Chun up up until uh, the Chum Q form, which is the second form and part of the Wing Dummy that's on my YouTube channel. Channel also, and I used uh, a Sony uh, camera, just a regular Sony, uh, regular no digital, nothing. One of those cameras they had before they went digital. Okay. You know, that, that yeah. You, yeah. That you know that. Remember when you had the the uh, the little I think they called it a mini uh, super eight they called it the little cartridge you put in mm -hmm. yeah that yeah that's that's what I use on that uh, <laughs> they don't really even sell that anymore no I no and I use that and I just got all the format and all to put it on. Uh, on you know your computer, you have to buy a special. They sell it in the stores. It's a special thing to transfer it onto your computer. Right. Right now you just, right now you just put in the SD card, goes right into your computer, and you just put up everything. Yep. 
Yep, that's the fastest that's way how, to do it nowadays. Yeah, that's how they do it now. I had to do it and transfer it over and do the other thing. So I, <laughs> I had to do everything old school. Right. That's what my, my idea with the left-handed secret agent, since I'm left-handed also, uh, that's what I did uh, with that the guy that comes back old school, doing things the old ways that uh, people uh, don't do, and he solves the crime. Of course, uh, everything's going to be campy in that type of movie. Very, very, you know, you go look at it and people are going to laugh. Some people, some parts might be a little serious and everything in it. Nice. So, uh, I, I this, I, my wife was the first one that read the script and she even enjoyed it. There you go. Well, that's yeah. the hard, that's the hardest critic right there. <laughs> right. So. I said I have to get somebody that's very critical. It's going to be critical on it. Right. You know, and and my wife is really my wife is into into uh, watching all those love type movies. You know, where you can cry at the end. Right. I, and my wife's name is Mary, so I call. Oh, oh it's another Mary movie. <laughs> she cries that. So. For her to read my script <laughs> was an accomplishment in its own. Yeah. That's great. That's so awesome. And, you know, I just want to say, Carmine, that um, as we draw to a close here, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. You, you're you a great guy. You're full of life and vigor still yet. Um, you, you don't You sound like a young guy. And, you know, it's just been fun talking to you. Thanks a lot, Ray. Thanks for be uh, for asking me to be on the show. Absolutely. And, uh, so, real quick and, before we completely close things up, um, do you want to let the listeners know? Uh, is there anywhere they could go to kind of keep in touch, follow what's going on, see what you've done, kind of thing? Yeah, uh, there's one more thing that I did. Uh, I didn't mention was I did a couple of voiceovers. One, the voiceover recently I did was uh, to. Uh, uh, a cartoon uh, called Catastrophe. Uh, it's, it's written by William Campbell, and the voiceover I did was Mr. Titty. It's uh, kind of like a, a Fritz the Cat type uh, uh, thing. The audio book is on Kindle on Amazon. That's the thing you could look at. People could look at that to get a background. It's kind of like, you know, I wouldn't put it for young. It's for adults. <laughs> it's an adult <laughs> type thing. Okay. But it's on Kindle. It's called Catastrophe, and it's on uh, Kindle. So I've done that also. I did a couple of voiceovers. So if people want to find, like I said, that is on there. Uh, on Amazon Prime is that film, uh, The Streets. You can look for that on my uh, on my uh, YouTube channel under my name. It's, everything's very simple. Just go to my name and look at my YouTube channel, and you're going to see my films plus... You're going to see a couple of my home films, too. So you're going to get a good background of me. Uh, so you can see that. Uh, plus, uh, if you want to go to uh, uh, to find me on Facebook, uh, basically, uh, if you go to Fun Pictures is where you're going to find it. That's F-U-N-N Pictures. Okay. And that's how it's spelled. That's the under the production company I go as, uh, Fun Pictures. And that's where you're going to find a lot of uh, the references of things. I haven't been on there. Now I'm starting to come along because I'm starting to push left-handed secret agent. And you're going to see more and more things come on Fun Pictures. You can look at that on Facebook. Uh, 
you know, the, there's different menus. Uh, you know, uh, like I said, the YouTube channel where you're going to see everything. Plus, you can see the film like uh, the streets on uh, on the Amazon Prime. So, awesome. uh, yeah, that's where you can look there. That's where you can uh, get to uh, see what I'm doing for all the listenings. Perfect. So, uh, on, on Facebook, if, you know, if not, then uh, I think uh, there's a funpictures.com uh, also, if you can go on that. I'm okay. not sure if that's still, because I haven't been on that for a while. Okay, well, right. There's only yeah. one way to figure it out, and that's to try. But uh, yeah, so again, right. again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Like I said, it was a pleasure talking to you, and I hope to have you back after some of these things have come to fruition, and maybe we can talk about it a little more. All right. Well, once again, I'll keep in touch, and I'll let you know what's going on with the left-handed secret agent. Uh, that's probably going to be moving along in 2020, probably not to next year. All Everything is going to be worked over by the end of this year, I believe. Awesome. That's perfect. And all right. as a final shout out, I'd like to say thank you to all the listeners out there who tu- turn in and tune on to listen to all these crazy interviews with these awesome guests. These people are just amazing, amazing people. So make sure to go to their stuff, promote it. Like it, share it, follow it, click whatever notifications you can and make make this huge. Get the get the word out there because it's people like you that keep this thing running. So thank you all very much and we will see you later.